chapter four of on the exercises of piety by jean gibert this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four devotions section one the use of devotions amongst the christian's religious exercises certain external practices called devotions usually find a place whilst devotion is only another name for piety devotions are special sensible voluntary manifestations in which interior piety loves to express itself and in which too it seeks for helpful assistance each particular devotion comprises three elements a religious object that deserves reverence and appeals to the senses a tangible sign to be its symbol and to bring it to mind by striking the attention and lastly the use of some mortification or prayer by means of which the soul makes an effort to get grace from the religious object which it venerates is it a question of devotion to the sacred heart which is so justly popular in our days the religious object is the heart itself of our lord united to his divinity and the source and symbol of the love of jesus for men the material sign is a heart encircled with thorns whence flames arise and which we put up in our houses or wear on our scapulars the practice involves the use of invocations or other pious acts by means of which we try to bring our hearts into harmony with the heart of jesus christ or suppose it is a case of devotion to our lady as our lady of the rosary the mother of jesus is the object of our devotion the rosary is the sign that fixes our attachment the repetition of the ave maria with meditation on the mysteries is the practice that sends us to her or is it a question of the third order of st francis the virtues of the patriarch of assisi are the object of our veneration the scapular is the sign of the order to which we belong the prayers and penances are the personal efforts by which we try to take our part in his sanctity and so it is with the rest however much devotions may be run down in certain quarters and however much they may be abused by some who are ill-instructed among the faithful we hesitate not to say that devotions used with wisdom and piety are valuable aids to piety and even generally speaking indispensable supports in fact the elements which they comprise are good in themselves and very proper for the advancement of the religious life and to begin with what do we aim at in the religious object of our worship unless it be god himself we have recourse to the sacred humanity of jesus christ to his divine heart to his adorable face to his bleeding wounds because we know that god is present and made tangible in his sacred flesh therein it is that the invisible is brought within the range of our looks and that the divinity has contracted and enclosed itself and there it is that omnipotence has been placed within our reach 
in the same way we go to the saints and to the blessed virgin above all because we find our god living and perceptible in them as in jesus no doubt to a lesser degree but in a manner still more merciful and still more adapted to touch the heart in these objects suggested by devotion our religion does not go astray since it finds god in them but it also discovers in them a most opportune help since if god were not thus brought near us we should have been incapable of finding him if we had been left to ourselves thus these devotions are nothing else than mystic keys with the help of which we can open the sanctuaries in which it pleases god to deliver his oracles they are then from this point of view simply excellent the sign of itself is powerless but from possessing the property of striking our sense perception it is a reminder which our soul stands in need of for the awakening of the memory here is a heart printed on a piece of cloth in itself it is but a remnant which may be crumpled and cast aside but every time i look at it it reminds me of my master's heart and of the love he showed in dying for me here again is a metal only a piece of common metal which may be melted in a crucible and lose the representation stamped on it but each time i consider it and kiss it i think of the blessed virgin and of the pledges i have given to her and of the intercessory power which she puts forth in my behalf with her divine son signs therefore have a value of their own they are not in any way dangerous but most profitable when one only expects from them that which they afford a salutary admonition to piety but we must not confine ourselves to signs we must go on to make use of the practices that are the really fruitful part of devotions it is by means of these practices indeed that we enter into communion with the objects of our piety either they move us to prayer by the formularies to the use of which they bind us and then they arouse the heart to religious activity and produce that inward ascent of the soul which is just what piety aspires to or else they call upon us to make sacrifices and in immolating our sensuousness our curiosity our self-will to god they already realize the moral progress which it is the end of piety to obtain when these practices are not carried out mechanically when they are truly acts of the soul devotions attain to a high moral value there is no need to say any more to show the use of them section two defects to be avoided in devotions but devotions are only really useful on condition that they escape the abuses which make them barren they are abused either if they are given an undue preponderance or else if they overburden the soul or lead to superstition we shall say nothing of the strange and scandalous devotions in which rosaries are said or candles lit or medals worn for the success of bad or infamous undertakings these are really aberrations 
but without going so far astray as this some people are found to give such an exaggerated importance to devotions that they come to neglect grave duties belonging to religion or to their state of life it is not unusual for people who are pious to be partially unfaithful to their household duties to the demands of decency and to interest themselves too little in the education of their children in order to give themselves to practices of devotion which are certainly of less value than such virtues others again manifest ill-humour or speak roughly because their prayers have been interrupted even for a good reason they forget that if they pray to obtain an increase of virtue they must never cast aside the virtue for the sake of praying who has not noticed some of the faithful in church go straight to the feet of some favourite statue without thinking that the master who is present in the tabernacle has the first claim upon their adoration those who propagate devotions are specially prone to exaggerate the one they have to extol is alone worth more than all the rest it infallibly secures eternal salvation and without it there is great danger that we shall never get to the gates of heaven it is not that the devotions thus put forward are not excellent in themselves the mischief is in the mistaken way in which people are enrolled on their behalf is it not to be regretted that people join a confraternity only when urged by some erroneous conviction for there is no one devotion that is obligatory there is none that takes precedence of all others it is good for us if it makes us pray and if it makes us better when the church approves a devotion she intends to help souls and not to burden them now devotions would become an inconvenience and an obstacle to living if they were multiplied to the point of embarrassment and if they so tyrannized over the soul as to reduce it to slavery if they were too numerous they would consume in prayers and meetings hours which are indispensable for urgent duties and by prolonged exercises and by the hasty repetition of interminable formularies they would wear out and dry up the soul and they would give the painful sense of being overdriven which produces distaste and deprives christian piety of the sweetness which is both its attraction and its reward let no one then take upon himself a burden beyond his strength and since amongst devotions a choice has to be made let each one give his preference to those that go best with his own spiritual disposition they should no more tyrannize over us than embarrass us even those we take up leave us at liberty we may go according to our inclination from one to another to-day it may be the sacred heart to-morrow the precious blood never mind it is always to jesus that you go and it is god whom you find in jesus to-day it may be our lady to-morrow saint joseph or some other saint never mind it is always the same god and the same life that you are looking for 
and does not the church herself by the succession of her feasts invite us to this liberty of soul above all take care not to become the slaves of a sign the sign is only a reminder for religious thought and a stimulus to prayer and goodness if it becomes predominant it will absorb all your devotion and you will fall into pagan superstitions when the missionaries take away amulets and fetishes from savages they are at much pains to teach them that such things of themselves are impotent and that they are empty and lying divinities by means of which the devil takes advantage of their credulity and when they give them in exchange crucifixes and medals they do not omit to warn them that these things are not new fetishes and that they will not be infallible talismans of protection but that they are faithful warnings and that by striking the eyes they will awaken in the soul a fear of sin thankfulness for the divine blessings and the need of prayer and so on and yet to how many christians are those exterior signs of devotion no more than vain fetishes let us not lay ourselves open to just criticisms let us not cause either our religion or our devotions to be spoken against we have no need to reject symbols nor to be ashamed of them for they are not vain let us wear scapulars and medals let us have statues and crucifixes let us light candles at the altars of our lady but let us not attribute to them virtues that they do not possess let us remember that they do not dispense us from a single effort their part is to invite us to pray and to work let us use these signs certainly but as christians not as pagans section three how to order our devotions although we may enjoy a great amount of liberty in the choice of our devotions and although any devotion will be good for us if it avoid the mistakes we have pointed out nevertheless it is important to bring to them a certain order and to give the first place to those that bring us most directly into communion with god the devotions which are addressed to our lord then will win our preference the holy eucharist will hold the first place because it contains christ himself living whole and entire under the forms of the sacred species therein we have his flesh his heart his soul his virtues and his divinity to receive him and to visit him often in this great sacrament this is the primary devotion of the true christian next comes the gospel which under the surface of the letter offers us the very word of jesus it is a very catholic devotion always to carry with one and to read frequently the sacred text of all the symbols that speak to us of jesus christ there is none more traditional nor more suggestive than the crucifix since it is on the cross that jesus redeemed us and on the cross that he desires to be exhibited before the eyes of all generations of men we ought to carry the cross on our breasts and to hang it up in the most worthy position of our houses and to keep it on our work-tables 
after having given the holy eucharist the gospel and the cross the honour due to them we may follow our inclination for this or that part of the person or the life of our lord his infancy his passion his divine heart his precious blood the five wounds the various instruments of his passion the way of the cross and so on an impulse of grace urges souls to-day towards the sacred heart of jesus the fervent christian lets himself be born in this direction all the more readily because he sees all the treasures of redemption open in the heart of jesus but if he sees in this solemn symbol a banner that guarantees victory he knows that such triumphs will only be granted to the valiant who have won them by their efforts for the heart of christ gives courage to the combatant but does not dispense him from fighting devotion to the blessed virgin takes its place by the side of devotion to our lord for after jesus there is no one who gives us god himself more than mary this devotion may not come under the head of any particular title but it may also take the most different shapes according to the sanctuaries where the blessed virgin is honoured according to the mystery of her life we have in view and according to the excellence or the intercessory power that we venerate in her the accessory form is not very important each of the faithful will select the title which best corresponds with the needs of his own soul it is of importance that mary should be honoured for the sake of jesus and that in mary we should look for jesus and that with mary's help we should grow like jesus let us take whatever sign or symbol we may choose medals scapulars pictures statues are only symbols whose business it is to awaken in us memories of the blessed virgin and love for her frequent prayers of which the angelical salutation will be the centre will express our devotion to mary and will revive the fire of religion within us the rosary is the form which is the most popular it is made up of the ave maria a prayer which can always be said and which never wearies one beyond these devotions to our lord and to his holy mother we must be very sober all the saints certainly deserve special honours all are powerful intercessors on our behalf so that so far as heaven is concerned objects for worship are never wanting but our spirit is soon found wanting it cannot engage in too many things without overstrain to breaking point we must also because of our weakness fix a limit to our devotions to the saints and become attached to one or two only whom we may choose as models and patrons our choice will depend on our inclinations and on the surroundings in which we have to live it will be right however to reserve a place for devotion to saint joseph in the sanctuary of our hearts he was the guardian of jesus the church has taken him for her protector and souls tend towards him during the last few generations with an ever-increasing movement and we cannot do better than take our share in it end of chapter four